welcome to another episode of XYZ at Work. I'm India. I'm Ali. And I'm Liz. And together we're a podcast brought to you by three multi-generational women trying to navigate and thrive at work. In this series, we'll share stories, latest research and support one another to ensure our work years are our best years. In this episode, we're going to talk about leave. Annual leave, vacation, out of the office time, well-being leave, whatever you're going to call it. Because we think that this concept of leave might actually be an undefined currency. So when we take leave, we are in essence exchanging paid or often unpaid hours for something. So what are we using our leave for? Are we using it how we should? And are we using it when we should? Also, does our relationship with leave change throughout our career and differ across generations? So we're going to cover all of this and more in today's episode. So let's dive straight in. But first, I'm going to throw to Ali to do our acknowledgement of country. Thanks, Indy. We would like to start this podcast like we always do by acknowledging the traditional custodians in which we're all calling in from today. And for me, that's the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. And I would like to pay my respects to the elders of these lands past present and all First Nations peoples and also acknowledge the traditional custodians for you live and that's the Darawal people and for you indeed that's the Kamigal people. Awesome so leave oh how we love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's crack straight in I want to hear about how we like to spend our leave and Indy I'm going to throw to you because you've actually just got back from some amazing leave which I followed very closely on the socials. <laughs> Um, how do you like to spend your leave? What do you like doing? Oh, can't you tell? Don't I just have that holiday glow about me? I'm actually <laughs> kidding. I don't at all. Um, oh, it's a good question. Um, I did indeed just return back from three weeks in Europe, which felt so weird after two years of no travelling. Um, and it really did have a huge sort of impact on my perception of leaves. This is a very timely time, I reckon, to record this episode. But also just my sort of um, understanding and expectation of what the next couple of years in my life are going to look like. I think as any 20-something um, will definitely sort of back me up on being thrown into the corporate world and then going into two years of sort of corporate work and, you know, this is the same as anyone, not being able to take any leave, um, not being able to leave Australia, sorry, being able to take some leave but not any, you know, big chunks of time or, or travelling. In the sort of years where you're told are meant to be the most free and the most exciting and the most, like, full of experiences and when you're meant to see the world can be um, a bit of a tough pill to swallow. Um, I think for me it sort of made me realise that four weeks a year doesn't feel like it's going to be enough leave for me to sort of do what I want to do, see the place I want to see. Um, and it's made me realise that I actually want to do, you know, maybe a two or three month backpacking trip in Central America or maybe I want to live overseas for a year. Um, and I think a lot of my friends sort of chatting to them in the last couple of weeks are feeling the same, are feeling that they don't want to live in Sydney for the next five years and they actually now are allowed to get out and see the world. They really do want to get out and, you know, experience different things, do all the things we've missed out on. So it's a really interesting conversation and I love sort of seeing, we can get into this a little bit later, but seeing what these companies are doing who are really trying to attract, I think, younger generations of workers, whether it's offering paid holidays um, or offering the chance to do six months in a different global office or even just having the culture where it's sort of, you know, okay to have a year off 
um, and then maybe have the conversation where the job might still be there when they come back rather than just sort of shutting that idea down. So I think that COVID has taught me and this recent trip has taught me that, um, you know, there's more I want to do with my leave and it's not just sort of about about necessarily taking rest and, and enjoying my um sort of life at home but there's just a lot I want to do and whether jobs and companies are going to be able to sort of cater for that I think will be a really interesting conversation around retention potentially for younger generations. Yeah how about you Al what does ultimate leave look Mm. like for you? Yeah it's a good question but India I think it's so interesting and I guess what I hear from that in terms of you know what you're saying around the relationship with leave and you want more out of leave but actually do you also want more out of life as well? Like in terms of in this feeling around work, mm-hmm. we're talking about work and leave, but actually that's work slash career and life and, mm-hmm. and how those experiences. And again, going back to what you were saying around what that currency of leave. Uh, so I think that's a, a really interesting thing for organizations to your point to think about is how do you make sure that your employees are really being able to, to live a full life and, and create experiences and, and, and well-rounded humans and, and our work and create a part of that, but actually leave as a mechanism to actually be able to create, you know, cultural immersive experiences, for example. So anyway, I digress, but I thought that was really interesting from what you were saying on that. So what does leave uh, mean to me? So I think I have a bit of a mixed relationship with leave, to be honest. And I think part of that is driven by my time um, living and working overseas for five years and leave for me in my you know 20s doing that partially meant coming back to Australia and spending you know some wonderful time uh, with family but ultimately using all of my leave to be able to to do so but also trying to gallivant you know around as much as I can and then fast forwarding to now you know I think leave is this mental gymnastics around trying to rest and and recuperate but still trying to get those adventures and gather those memories and and those experiences so you know I think the rational part of me understands more and more that if I take some leave I'm probably going to be asleep for three of the days of it because my body sends me to sleep saying you need to just rest but also this craving of continuing to grasp those adventures but also very much juggling the leave and uh desires of of ed my partner as well and that's another i think dynamic that is so wonderful to to create those memories as a duo Um, and i love every moment of it but you're also coordinating uh leave and the appetite for leave culturally different organizations uh for multiple people and I think that's more of a a challenge as well and I think now as well my understanding of when I what I want to do on leave versus what I need to do as well around again going back to that just looking after myself but also wanting to maximize it because it you know it is also money it is your leave and it runs out so uh that balance I think so it's a little bit of a mental gymnastics in summary. Liv, how about you? It's funny, Ali, when you talk about um, having to consider Ed when you're taking your leave, you know, I, I had to smile because 
another 10 years on and leave for me these days, I don't even really think about myself anymore. It's about how, you know, when a school holiday, so what makes sense in terms of my kids needing me around, you know, um, and what are the what are the things we can do as a family, which ideally we'll all enjoy, but quite frankly, are never the things that I would choose as my number one way to spend my time <laughs> that I have to myself. And, you know, I was reflecting on this and I was like, oh, leave. Um, I mean, I went through my 20s and like you, Indy, I was just desperate to travel and to see the world and just pack in experiences. And I used to purchase extra leave, you know, just to be able to um, spend more time um yeah, experiencing life and the world around me. And then I slowed down a little, maybe a little bit in my 30s. And now with a family, I, you know, leave. Yes, I, I always have that inkling to want to be doing stuff and traveling and going different places, but it's just in a really different way with a family. And now for me, you know, leave feels like something that you almost, you either take it because there's something to celebrate, like a, wedding or a, you know, family get together or, you know, um, so, so, yeah, some sort of celebration or I've only really, really recently um, in the last year or two started to recognise that leave for me actually needs to be about rest, you know, and how do I take time and it might only be short periods of time, like it might be just a day or two. I mean, Ali, you talked about sleeping for three days. I, I Yeah, that, that sort of short period where you can just it's all about recuperating mind you I do say this as I'm I've spent the last three days in a sick bed so I'm really feeling the need for rest right now covering but. from COVID <laughs> another one bites the dust leave you <laughs> how timely <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly but um and I think though what I've now started to do is work into my um I've started thinking more about leave from a, a an annual basis, whereas when I was younger, I didn't at all. And so I think about the rhythm of the year, and that helps with hot school holidays and whatnot, but I also think about it from my energy levels. And I know now from enough years' experience that I can sort of push hard at work for two to three months, and then I need a break, whether it, it's to take a big chunk, a week or two, or just a couple of days to recuperate. Like I know that of myself now and have almost enforced that as a rule. Um, and so I was curious, so Indy, do you ever think about time out like that in that way? Um, honestly, not at all. But I also think that my weekends aren't spent like <laughs> running around with kids and like my weekends and my rest time. This is just going to, I'm going to sound so millennial here, but no, like in no way at all. I never <laughs> feel like I have to put in time ahead to rest and to recuperate. Like I get to go home and maybe I'll go for a run, but then Mac and I'll cook dinner and we'll watch a movie. Like it's amazing. Maybe I'll work late a couple of nights and play netball or something, but I think I recharge enough during the week and on my weekends um, that I, yeah, no. So the answer is no, that I don't really consciously put in time and it certainly wouldn't be annual leave to use as rest. And I don't know if that's a personal thing, but I think it's probably more of a generational thing because I think my friends are probably similar. What about you, Al? But I, I think it's um I think it's interesting sort of listening to all of us and it's no doubt either it's our 
our view or how we use leave has either sort of shifted over the years or is sort of slightly different at this point in time. But I still do think that it is an opportunity for us to all continue to think about why we use leave and what gives us energy from leave. And so that could actually be resting gives us energy, but that could also be traveling and getting out of Australia and spending that time also gives us energy. So I think Mm. that there is still an importance perhaps of actually reflecting and being quite deliberate around how we plan and, and use leave, even if it doesn't seem like we need to at a point in time because actually I think we all really do need it maybe for slightly different reasons and maybe some slightly different time we can have a just-in-time planning indie maybe live maybe need a bit more forward planning given everything else but the same commonality is being deliberate you know really knowing how you get mm-hmm. energy and to be able to round out us as humans It's funny because when you think about the concept of leave, I mean, it's something that's mandated by law that, you know, companies have to offer staff and yet there's not a lot of guidance for people, whether they be multi-generational or just generally around how to think about leave and how to Mm -hmm. use it. And we know, I mean, research shows, there's been some great research done um, by a German sociologist, Sabine Sonnentag, and she has looked into... Um, the idea of leave, particularly around rest and recharge, because that is what ultimately leads to better motivation and engagement and better work outcomes for organisations. But what they found is that, you know, if people, um, you know, over decades of research, people who are able to get away, switch off mentally, so whether that be travelling and packing in heaps or just time with the kids or whatever it might be, and just devote their energy elsewhere other than work, they return to work more productive with a refreshed, positive mindset, you know, more focused on their work and more resilient to challenges. There's a That effect lasts for about a month after they um, come back to the office. But interestingly, the research also shows that there's sort of four major factors that contribute to rest and recovery. And so this, you know, I think it probably spans all of our experiences. The first one is relaxation. So the whole idea is it's something pleasant and undemanding. And you don't really need to necessarily use a whole lot of conscious effort. And that can play out in so many forms. I mean, for me, I, I literally would spend time probably like sorting Lego as my like. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but Indy, like, I, I mean, what would your relaxation thing be? You know, it's funny without conscious hearing you effort. saying that because in my, like, I think of rest and I think of, you know, um, like having a, a day of annual leave in Sydney and, you know, putting my feet up and reading a book, but even just having this conversation has now completely changed that because even if I cram six days somewhere overseas and it's spent like doing, I don't know, adventurous stuff or hiking or something, that's still rest of my mind because I'm not thinking about work and I'm not doing the daily tasks. So when I'm like, oh, I don't spend my annual leave doing rest, I don't think it's, you know, the the maybe typical definition of rest, but I do think that it is still spent resting or, you know, reading a book on a, mm. bel- on a beach, sorry, um, is absolutely my idea of, of leave and that's super peaceful and relaxing. So I completely agree with what you said before, Al. It's, it might look really different but just that idea of switching off from work is, I guess, defined as rest and that's kind of what we all like to do just in different, in different ways. 
And that's the second thing, actually, that she says is really important is mental detachment mm. from work. So this idea that, you know, you know you can't be contacted or, you know, even even they, they say that taking a business trip where you're off on a flight or something and just not able to be sucked into your typical work routine is really helpful. Um, but I think this yeah. is a really hard one live in terms of this hybrid working um, that a lot of us find mm. ourselves in and this you know, detachment from work no longer means, you know, that commute home and coming home from work, that physical detachment, you know, the detachment for me, I, I can potentially close the door, but the detachment is, is, is far harder now with the remote working environment. And also, so that piece of it, but also the technology has really enabled us to be contactable, constantly and yeah. it's a bit of a challenge to to set those boundaries even when you are sort of taking on leave because you know it's, it's lighting up it's uh, always there it's always yeah. there and so but I you know I think that's so important to how do we do that so uh, I'm throwing this to you then Ali because I know you're about I was to just go gonna ask this <laughs> how, <laughs> how are you gonna mentally detach from work how are you gonna make sure you're uncontactable <laughs> because I'm such a good role model <laughs> in this. <laughs> no, I think the, the notifications is actually a really big one that it's not sort of front. I, I still have at least a barrier to have to log into my phone and then click the, the email application rather than it being um, up on the screen for me. So I think from a technology perspective, that's really important. And I think I've mm. got a lot better at self-discipline and manage ex managing expectations. And while I'm not a good role model in what I'm doing right now in terms of, you know, racing to the finish and trying to, to work all of the, maximize all of the hours to get it all done, but feeling like I have mentally a line in the sand and I've ticked off that physical to-do list on my paper. I know you can't see this, but you know, the paper <laughs> to-do list is, is really critical for me. And I also, to be fair, take the role and not that I'm a role model to anyone, but I do take that responsibility quite hard to now, you know, I talk to, to leaders and lots of people every day around the importance of switching off and, and being a positive role model for others and giving the permission for others to do mm. what we know is really important. And so that's important to me as well of doing the right thing. It's funny you talk about role modeling. I was reading about a company that when staff take anything more than um, three weeks leave, they actually enforce that their email account gets shut down mm. so that they ultimately, that. yeah, I mean, and talk about role modelling this idea of having a proper break yeah. and detaching from work, you actually aren't contactable because you don't have an email account mm. anymore. And it also, therefore, I mean, a lot of people would say, oh, but all that work will either pile up or someone else will have to deal with it or I'll have to deal with it when I get back. But I think in a way... It comes back to good planning and preparedness and resourcing, but just, you know, you just have to go into it with a slightly different attitude and way of approaching how you're going to take that time and then properly, you know, switch off. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I think role modelling is a super interesting one. I remember when you were actually my manager, Liv, and this is like my first year working, I wanted to ask for three weeks off. This is like March of the year, I wanted to ask for three weeks off later that year. 
And I was so, so nervous to ask you. Like I still remember the feeling. And I think I finally spat it out and you were like, oh my God, of course. Yeah, like epic. Where are you going? That's so exciting. And my whole perception of like being empowered to take leave and your odors, your time completely shifted. Whereas in, I honestly have a lot of friends who feel incredibly nervous asking for leave. They feel like it's a burden. They really don't want to do it. So when they're on leave, they feel horrible and that they're asking if their colleagues are okay. So I think that particularly from like a more junior position, your manager's perception of leave and the way they make you feel when you request leave and when you're preparing can have such a huge impact on like forever your perception of taking leave and it can take a long time to undo that kind of feeling. What were you going to say, Al? Mm. No, I, I was just to, to build on that. I think um, what I hear a lot and I feel this often myself is sometimes it, it doesn't feel worth taking leave mm. because yeah. of the that you come back to and the work that you come back to and you end up you know more stressed and working even longer hours and that that comment around I don't know why I bothered and that's such a challenge and you know to your point around there's different things you can do around resourcing and and planning but I think most importantly yeah that that role modeling and permission to do so because we can't solve unfortunately I wish that we could solve for all of those factors that contribute to, to that experience that I think a lot of people feel but I think it's still so critical to show that it is possible and and ways mm. that make sure that people do you know um, follow those those great behaviors so the final two things that are a really important part um, of taking you know rest time rest periods or some you know good leave the third one's control um, in rest and recovery, meaning that you have the power to decide how you want to spend your time on your rest break. So it's interesting, you know, we've talked again about lots of different ways to spend your leave. I often don't feel rested if my rest my rest break is with my kids um, because I haven't necessarily had the chance to choose how I'm spending my time. So that's a really interesting reflection for me. But then the last one actually, and I think this one got me the most excited and it sort of talks to um, what you were saying, India, about sometimes needing longer periods of, periods of time is this opportunity to participate in mastery experiences. So things that, you know, there's something engaging and interesting that you really enjoy that are mentally absorbing and challenging. So they push thoughts of work out of your mind but also provide well-being rewards. So it could be, it could be you know, mastering a new recipe. It could be learning a, ho a hobby or, you know, doing something at home in the garden or, or going somewhere new. But that whole idea of, yeah, mastering a new experience. And that really resonated for me. I was like, yeah, when I think of the best breaks I've had, there's always been an element of that. How about for you guys? I, yeah, I would definitely tend to agree. I mean... Um, I think this comes back to that sort of, well, if I think about what a, a great holiday I've had recently, if I'm honest, think about an actual example, it was a, I'm sure I can think of better, better examples. I don't know why this comes to mind, but I went on a skiing holiday. Um, and I hadn't skied, alpine skied, actually ever. I, I was a big cross-country skier at school, um, but the whole downhill thing really petrified me. But went on a, on a downhill um, ski experience. <laughs> also, we can cut this part of the podcast out, but I was also drinking. <laughs> that also made a huge We're not cutting that out. <laughs> 
fired. <laughs> oh my goodness, honestly. But I from and I was lucky to be able to spend ten full days skiing, and it was a real personal accomplishment to really increase my confidence over that that time. And ever since then, I've been craving to go again, and I never thought that that would be the case because of my fear of downhill. So your point around mastery, that's a real highlight. And the I remember, Ali, <laughs> the, the shot. I remember when you went on that, how much time you spent like researching your gear. <laughs> well, you have to look the part. Honestly. That is so Ali. You did, I'm sure. I had two <laughs> ski outfits just for the record. <laughs> and a pizza snowplow. <laughs> <laughs> there must have been some fur around the collar involved somewhere, I'm sure. You know, you <laughs> went for three drinks after, which is all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. All of these conversations, though, I leave them feeling like I've learned so much more about you and about myself. But I think this one, it proves more than ever how different things are perceived in different generations. Like that, I think, has stood out for me the most Um in this episode anyway let's wrap it up there i think we've chatted enough and very excitingly ali is soon to go on leave so the quicker we wrap this podcast up the quicker she can go on a much deserved holiday <laughs> god what a timely episode anyway thank you so much everyone for listening to our latest episode of xyz at work we'll be back in your ears with some words of wisdom sometime soon thanks for listening and and happy, happy holidays, holidays. Ali. I'll miss no, you. you miss you, miss you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Good one.